1: The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. The white Baton Rouge, Louisiana police officer who fatally shot a black man during a struggle outside a convenience store nearly two years ago, setting off widespread protests, has been fired. L. Chris Stewart, the attorney representing the family of Alton Sterling, says Officer Blaine Salamone was out of control during the encounter.
2: Today you got to see firsthand
1: the example that so many black people suffer with. It was clear that Blaine Salamone came out like a pit bull and immediately escalated the entire situation, putting a gun to this man's head, using profane language, threatening his life. And he ended up taking his life. The announcement came a week after Louisiana's attorney general ruled out criminal charges in the shooting death. This is SRN News. Look around. The housing market is booming. The economy's on the rise. Things are looking up. As our country works toward a better tomorrow, AM 1280 The Patriot works to serve you better. How? We've just expanded to the FM dial. You can enjoy your favorite AM 1280 The Patriot hosts and shows on 107.5 FM in the West Metro. Intelligent Radio, now on 107.5 FM and streaming worldwide with our free mobile app.
3: Northern Alliance Radio continues with the headliner Mitch Bird coming up. And Sunday at 2, Brad Carlson, The Closer, and AM 1280 The Patriot. You can join Mitch Brad and King Banyan at the Narn table at Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. Tickets still available at am1280thepatriot.com. Here's an updated look at your weather. Mostly sunny for the rest of the day, high of 30, leading into Easter, a beautiful Easter Sunday, high of 34, and sunny.
1: This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act,
4: Mitch Byrd. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, making talk radio great again. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. The voice of the silent majority in Minnesota, as is this broadcast, 14 years strong, dominating Twin Cities Weekend Radio, and serving as the voice for the voiceless in this Moldy blue cesspool we call the Twin Cities, or at least Minneapolis, Saint Paul, and the first and some of the second rings of suburbs. With us next, uh, a state legislator from outside the moldy blue inner inner circle, a, a, a representative from a place who that, that that knows that sweet smell of prosperity and competence, and and the benefits of multi party democracy that leans. To the right and a person on a quest to bring those blessings to the state as a whole and frankly to the nation as a member of its highest deliberative body. Representative, I keep forgetting you, Senator Representative. State representative. State representative. I had it right the first time. Representative Jim Newberger from Becker joins us here. Uh, Jim, welcome to the broadcast. Well, thank you, Mitch, and thank you for your hospitality, and thank you for that lead-up. That was really kind of you. Oh, absolutely, my pleasure. This is this is the fun part here, folks. Now, the important part, the reason you're here today, not just to chat, although I'm always up for that, but you are running. You are the first person running, in fact, for the United States Senate against Amy Klobuchar. That's correct. Yeah, you are here to, to try and usher Amy out of office, and it's, uh, this, is, this is an important thing. She's been in office a long time. Twelve years. Twelve years. And not that I want to give her a lot of publicity, but um, what does she have to show for those 12 years in terms of voting record, uh, Jim, This
5: is the part where the uh, Jeopardy music plays. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Senator Klobuchar has this uh, reputation of uh, really not getting a lot of major things done. Uh, she's been called uh, a number of things, uh, but suffice to say. Uh, she,
4: Dr. Nowhere? Uh,
5: Senator Smallstuff.
4: Miss Innocuous? Yes, Senator Smallstuff. My,
5: <laughs> my favorite uh, would have to be uh, the gentleman who, uh, about a year or two ago, was declared dead by the IRS. <laughs> <clears throat> and he was very much alive, and okay. uh, he went down to the IRS, and he jumped through all the hoops saying, look, I'm not dead. Uh-huh. I'm alive, and it's very hard to function in our society if the government thinks you're dead. Uh-huh. And uh, so finally he reached out to the Klobuchar office, to our, to our federal senator, and said, look, please tell the IRS – that I am not dead. Right. And uh, she, her office intervened just about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then about a month ago, there was a big story on, uh, on one of the television stations, Channel 9. Uh, they came out and they said, um, this guy's still dead, and Senator Klobuchar can't get him, bring him back to life with the IRS. <laughs> and I'm thinking, holy cow, you know, you're a United States senator. Um, uh uh-huh. Go down to the IRS office in D.C., uh-huh. knock on the door and say, uh, I sit on committees that
4: approve your funding. This guy's alive. Uh-huh. Fix it. That's all it would take. That's all it would take. Uh, so this is big. I remember hearing about it when it first broke, and I thought, "Oh, Senator's on the job. This has got to be short work." And, and yet, this and I, the fact you heard it on Channel Nine, which is is right after Channel Eleven, is the most bald faced DFL PR firm among the Twin Cities TV stations. Uh, it kind of astounds me. So this is still dragging on. That's, to my knowledge, it is. Yes. Oh, so okay. So this is, but on the other hand, in her praise, she does make a mean casserole. It's hot, a hot dish, dish. Hot, hot dish. dish. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, it's hot dish.
5: And okay. well, and, and also in in her defense, uh, she does have a um, she does have a, a very strong voting record. A very, very strong voting record. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ninety percent compliant with the uh, Barack Obama administration for eight years. Shut your mouth. Nope. <laughs> Eight years. Uh, if you think she's middle of the road and think again, uh, the numbers all march out. It's, it's really easy to verify. Uh, she is a solid, far progressive left uh, guaranteed vote, and she has been for 90% of her career for 12 years. If you're a moderate and you, uh, if you, if your political leanings are moderate, middle, you go all the way to the right, you have had no voice in the United States Senate uh, for about 12 years. No. Absolutely None. not. And,
4: and And absolutely not. And this is, uh, ever since uh, Norm Coleman left office, you've been kind of out in the cold here. And, and it's, I mean, she reminds me of uh, the fellow in the 1st District, uh, whose name is eluding me right now, uh, the congressman from the 1st District. Who, Starts with a W, ends with a Z. Yeah, yeah. Tim Waltz, thank you very much. Good hint there. Or Rick Nolan, for that matter. Mm-hmm. And to some extent, Colin Peterson, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're fairly moderate. They're fairly just good folks out there hunting the geese with the shotgun. Guns, uh, when they're back here in the district and then they they catch that uh, first class ticket back to DC and all of a sudden exactly. all of a sudden they flop back to the left and their their real political personality comes through and what we find is in what I tell people uh,
5: Senator Klobuchar is the master of what I call the washington two-step dance right it's where you where you come home and you promise everything you You smile with the kids. You scratch the dog on the head. Everyone Mm -hmm. takes pictures of you in the cornfields, and everyone loves it.
4: Answer some warm and fuzzies at the state fair for an afternoon. Yep.
5: And you eat an ice cream cone and maybe a corn dog. Oh, yeah. Then you run back to D.C., and you throw everybody under the bus by voting 90% compliant with the extreme progressive left. Yep. You promise everything, and you blame everyone. And suffice to say, it's time to say enough.
4: It is. It, and, and, it, and it's high time this happened. And, of course, you know, Amy, Amy Klobuchar has done a fine job of, 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 of. Uh, convincing people that she is what she is, and of doing that two-step you just described here. How does a state legislator from Becker convince the people of the state of Minnesota that we can do better? Well, really, you just need to let the facts speak for themselves, Mitch. Uh, Senator Klobuchar,
3: pick an
5: issue. Uh, I'll start right now. I will start with refugee resettlement. Let's that, do that. That's been a huge issue for this campaign. I live very close to St. Cloud. And we have an issue where I want, to be very, I want to be very upfront and very clear, first of all. Yeah. Um, the United States has always been a nation that's reached out to refugees and immigrants. Right. And we should because right. that's part of what makes our nation great. Right. Uh, in the early 70s, we had the boat people. Those folks came here from uh, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, that region of the world. Right. Very dire situation. Yeah, and we reached out to them. They came into our society. They adopted our law. Uh huh. They be they became part of us. We are a better nation because of them.
4: By the way, thirty years ago, the Ethiopians uh, who exactly. were, were fleeing both civil war and famine came to the country, heavily to the Twin Cities. Yes, and they have been the most model community of immigrants. you exactly. you, you, you would look long and hard to find a mm. criminal among them. And where but we, they're the most enthusiastic Americans you'll find. Oh, I, I agree. And and if we fast forward, we had.
5: Uh, the collapse of the Soviet Union, we had the same dynamic. We had people yep. come from the former Soviet Union. Yep. They came here. They assimilated into our, our society. Yep. Uh, they obey our law. Ran for yep. office. They're part of what makes our country great. Yep. Um, Cubans. We had 100, over 100,000 Cuban refugees come into the U.S. Yep. Same dynamic. Yep. Now we have another group of, of refugees that are coming, and some, not all, but some, they come here with the intention of not living under American law. Right. And that's where we run into a problem because there can only be one law in our land. Right. Only one law. And we've run into this. This is not just a campaign hot button issue. This is an actual issue that we have. Minnesota is now the number one ISIS recruitment state in the nation. Right. Number one. Right. And what's the dynamic behind that? We have people that want to follow a different form of law. Now, there's only one thing that makes us American, Mitch, just one thing, and that's that we all agree to live under the same law. Right. If you can live under the same if we can live under the same law, we're all, we're all Americans. Right. When you enlist in the military and you take that oath of office and you say you'll, you'll die for this country, mm-hmm. you swear to uphold and defend what? The Constitution of the United States. That's right. If you can do that, that's what makes us American. Right. But when you come here and you live under a different form of law… That goes against the grain of everything. Now, I want to be very clear as well. If you want to live under a different form of law, that's okay. Go ahead. But we don't have that law here.
4: Right. Live someplace where they have that law. Or keep those agreements to interpersonal agreements with people who believe exactly the same as you and stop jabbering about other forms of law in, let me stress this, our country. The country that already has a perfectly good yes. form of law. And and
5: when I touched on this earlier, and we, we had spoken you know, we we were talking about the different immigrants that are coming over right. and that we've had not immigrants, but refugees as well. Right. But I'm specifically talking about refugees. This is not just a campaign hot button issue. This is not something just to stir the pot to get votes. This right. is staring us in the face. Right. Uh, in the legislature where I serve, uh, just last year, we had to pass a bill in the Minnesota House that said you cannot take your seven year old daughters to Michigan to have them. Mutilated and call that circumcision? Right. We had we had women um, that were testifying committee, and I was a co-author on that bill.
4: Right. And it, it was, was called Mary Franzen's the Franzen's bill, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was
5: proud to co-author that bill, and we had women come in committee in tears, saying, "Please pass this bill, yeah. because this happened to me before I came here. This is this is something that's going on. We don't want our daughters to be expo- to be put through this. We don't want this. chopped up, right? And so, suffice to say, we had to pass that through the House. Yeah. We passed another law last year that said if you die in an act of terrorism and you get a life insurance settlement, that the money that you get, if you're involved in an act of terrorism, doesn't go back to your family so that they can funnel it to the organization that put it all together in the first place. Right. So we do have – these. this is a real issue. This is facing us uh, dead on, and we need to address this. And we simply need to say is let's stop the refugee program. Let's hit the pause button. Mm -hmm. let's look at this and say it's time to reevaluate and make sure that the people are coming here are coming here to live under American law, number one. And number two, that our local communities have a say in the matter because – If your local community suddenly gets targeted for refugee resettlement, you have no say in the matter. None. It just happens.
4: There's a a State Department uh, initiative that's undertaken with with nonprofits that have nothing to do with with state government. Exactly. And
5: so the local community, the taxpayers, are the ones that have to pick up the burden because the majority of these folks are on different forms of public assistance. Right. So as a taxpayer, it's a huge unfunded mandate. Right. And I want to be very clear. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. i don't care what you look like I don't care what your religion mm-hmm. is i don't care where you're from if you're going to come here, just live under our law right and if you're going to be on our welfare system, then at least let the people who are paying for your welfare to have a say in the matter exactly that's it that <laughs> that that is exactly where we stand that's that's where my heart is yep and that's the that's an issue that we need to address now. Senator Klobuchar has rolled out the red carpet for unvetted poorly uh, poorly planned just open the doors wide open for a refugee resettlement. Right. As a matter of fact, when when President Trump uh this year came in, and he said, look, we want to put some restrictions on this, we want to lower the numbers. She fired off a letter immediately. She was a co-signer on the letter that said, No, we need a hundred thousand more. Wow. And my whole point is is that, well let's take a look at this program and just make sure that it's safe. Number yeah. one. And there's a there's a number of things that we can do. How about when our when our ancestors came here, when my relatives came here, they came from Ireland, Germany, and Sweden, and mm-hmm. England. Mm-hmm. When they came here, they couldn't come into this country unless they had some type of sponsorship or they had someone here that would take responsibility for them right. financially. Right. Or if they had employment that was guaranteed. Right.
4: Which is, by the way, the case in every other westernized country in the world. Exactly. Yeah.
5: And, you know, now we don't have that. We don't have that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I would like to see is, is that before you come here, you sign a contract. Right. That says, look, there's a couple of things. Number one, I'm going to have a job. I'm going to work uh, Mm -hmm. by a specific period of time, maybe within six months to a year after you get here, that you have some type of gainful employment full time, number one. And number two, that you'll live under American law.
4: Yep. And, and, and What's wrong with that? Nothing is wrong with that. No. And a larger issue, we need to get rid of multiculturalism. You get, you come, in, come to this country all you want, but bring back the melting pot. The, the pluribus expect- unum. Yeah, that's right. The expectation is you become an American. You don't sit outside of our society heckling the rest of us. 651-289-4488 is the number to call if you have a question or comment. For Representative Jim Newberger, who's running for the United States Senate against Amy Klobuchar, the hot disher. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
6: This is Mike Gallagher. The 2018 midterm election is going to be historic. Let's prepare together on April 29th for the Patriots' overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher on April 29th. Get your tickets now at am1280thepatriot.com.
2: This is Jack from Banyan Hill. You like freedom? I do. You like money? I do, too. If you like freedom and money, then you're going to love Freedom Checks. You see, over the next few months, an estimated $34.6 billion is up for grabs to anyone who stakes their claim. Yep, you heard right, $34.6 billion. To get all the details, just go to www.freedomchecks123.com. Thousands of people are already lined up to cash in. Take Doug, for example. He's a 46-year-old from joplin missouri who's set to get a check for twenty four thousand seventy five dollars. and if doug can do this i've got a hunch that you can too but here's the thing if you want a chance to grab your full share of this 34.6 billion payout you must have your ducks in a row by may 1st so don't wait get over to www.freedomchecks123.com before the may 1st deadline that's www.freedomchecks123.com
7: The results are in. A survey of Inc. 5,000 companies shows the top barriers to growth. It's taking
1: finance too long to close the books. So slow to launch new products.
5: We need to hire good people
1: and keep them. Too many disconnected systems. I can't see what's happening in my business.
7: Sounds like they've outgrown their business and financial management systems. QuickBooks and spreadsheets worked fine at the start, but now it takes twice the effort to get things done, and you can't get accurate answers. You should know the number one system for growing companies, NetSuite from Oracle. NetSuite is the one system that tracks and manages revenue, cash flow, HR, inventory, projects, even e-commerce for every industry. Now you can run your business from a dashboard on your phone. That's why thousands of companies use NetSuite. It's the only system you need to run your business. Go to NetSuite.com slash radio to get your free guide called Crushing the Five Barriers to Growth. That's NetSuite.com slash radio. If you've been thinking about an epoxy garage floor coating, stop. Don't do anything until you hear this from Zone Garage. Epoxy floors
1: look nice until the temperature changes. As your garage floor expands and contracts, the epoxy cracks. Zone Garage uses a top-quality polyurea that seals your garage floor. Zone Garage can install in under a day for a lot less than you think. Book your appointment by April 30th and get up to $500 off. Call Zone Garage at 651-485-0409 or go to zonegaragemn.com. Water damage, mold remediation, air ducts filthy? Steamatic is the one name you can trust to correct these problems and return your indoor air quality to where it needs to be. I'm John McNamara, a veteran and owner of Steamatic of the Twin Cities. Call me at 651
6: 481 4991.
4: AM 1280 The Don't Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Join us, won't you, please? I'm talking with Representative Jim Newberger, who, with a little luck and God willing, with a tailwind, maybe Senator Newberger someday here, United States Senator uh, Jim Newberger, with a little luck, uh, as uh, he runs against Amy Klobuchar here for the uh, United States. Senate. He's running, of course, for the uh, the nomination first to run for. Uh, the Senate and I—I I don't I haven't heard of anybody else other than maybe some perennial candidates, perhaps coming out to to run for the, the nomination yet. Well, there there is uh
5: there is one other uh, gentleman that uh, that has uh, taken a hard look at it, and uh, I'll let you do your own homework on that's that. That's fine. <laughs> he, we'll we'll hear
4: his people can call my people. We'll offer uh, equal time, but that, yeah, there there you go. Yep. that's um, right. No problem. So you just to wrap up the whole uh, refugee resettlement issue. Uh, for starters, for, for, this has become kind of a hot-button issue in Republican circles. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect you so much as it does me to the extent that I want to say there are some bobbleheads in the Republican Party and among the grassroots who have said that, that people who uh, people of the Muslim faith, because they cannot break free of Sharia law no matter how hard they try because they're, they're the M-word, uh, should never be allowed in Republican, Republican politics. I, I just say – and, and a few of them have gone so far to say there's not room in the Republican Party for them and for people like me mm-hmm. – to which I replied, don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out then because I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone wants to be a Muslim and adopt um, the American way of life in every other way but have complete freedom of conscience themselves and swear to defend everyone else's freedom of conscience as of consciousness as Americans do, conscience as Americans do, then what can you do that would be more assimilatory? To this country and this culture than become a Republican for the love of of God. Well, I had uh, about
5: a month ago. I had a I had a gentleman come up to me. Uh, I had spoken at a, at a very large group, mm-hmm. and uh, this was a, a Republican uh, group. And he came up to me afterwards. We had we had this talk, yep. and uh, he had this very serious look on his face, and it was very it was very evident that he was. Um, he was of of, uh, of East African heritage, right? Um, and he I, he walked right up to me and he put his finger in my chest, and I'm thinking, oh, oh here we go. And he said, uh, Representative Newberger. He said, I want to thank you for what you're doing. Oh yeah. And I just uh, I just it, it took me by su- surprise because I was expecting a different type of reaction. Yeah. And I said, well, um, <laughs> I said, do tell. And he said, well, he said, listen, he said, I work full time. I have a, I have a young daughter. He said, "The last thing I want to, to have happen is to get uh, to get pressured into this." Yes. He said, "There's an enormous pressure on me and my family uh, to to adhere to the, these principles into this into this type of law," and he said, "I just want to say thank you for doing what you're doing because I'm here to be an American." Yeah. And I shook his hand
4: and I said, ah, "I guess this guy's voting for me." <laughs> <laughs> here's here's hoping. I mean, the, when the word gets out, a lot of them do. I, mm-hmm. I mean, when they, when they actually. Uh, you, I mean, so many of you are brought here by people who are so allied with the Democratic Party. And, you know, you know, the Democratic Party is using that to, to wield some of their votes. So there's been we've heard from Somali conservatives mm-hmm. that Somali DFL operatives Roam the, the polling stations saying, hey, you vote for Republicans, right. they're going to send you back to Somalia. We yeah. know that. And in Spanish as well. The Democrats will say anything. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, that's
5: just their their M.O. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm currently I'm working on a. I have a bill that I have submitted. It's House File 4122. Yep. Uh, and it simply goes after it, it's a taxpayer unfunded uh, mandate defense bill. Uh, simply oh what it says is that if you are a refugee, it doesn't matter where you where you're from. Yep. If you're a refugee and you are brought uh, to this state. Uh, and you are living in a community, and you are on welfare for more than six months right aggregate after the sixth month. The county that is paying for your welfare costs shall have the ability to bill your sponsoring organization for welfare costs incurred oh wow it's simply it 's simply a, a taxpayer protection unfunded mandate protection type of bill it 's very common sense yeah, uh, because the average cost it depends on it depends on the sources that you look at uh pioneer press today uh in a, they did an article in january that they did the aggregate cost for refugees is over a hundred thousand dollars per refugee mm-hmm. if you add up everything together um over time uh, there were different time frames there's other uh other numbers that i've seen have been as high or as low as sixty four thousand dollars over a two-year aggregate right. it all depends on the, the amount of welfare that they're on right and my whole point is is that if you are in a community and you have no say in this situation none you live here uh, refugees are brought in. I don't care if they're from Canada or they're from Germany or or, or wherever. Pick a country. Right. It doesn't matter where they're from. But if you're the one that, that you're going to be shouldering the local tax burden for this, then you should at least have a little bit of say in the matter, or there should be at least someone that's looking out for you, period. Well, we fought a revolution over that at one point. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we, we did. absolutely did. So uh, I do have that bill submitted, and hopefully we can generate some uh, – we can get some traction on this, and hopefully we can uh, – we can uh, move forward on that.
4: I'm going to guess Lutheran, Lutheran Social Services is in the nay column on that one. Um, I don't think they're going to be supporting my campaign. That's <laughs> a, they, they, are, they, of course, are one of the big beneficiaries of the State Department's swag for yeah. driving this uh, resettlement program.
5: Uh, the average is about $2,500 a head for them.
4: Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's a cash cow for some of the big left nonprofits here. That's, that's something you'll never hear from the, the local media, to the best of my knowledge here. So, all right. Another big issue. And this is one that, that quite frank, frankly has soured some people on Republicans, I think, in recent months, although the Trump administration has actually made some headway in rolling back, speaking of unfunded mandates, mm-hmm. uh, so some of the excesses of Obamacare. Mm-hmm. So there's there has been a little good news this past year, but yet there is so much yet to be done Healthcare is still reeling from the excesses of the Obama administration You'll be in a position to do something about that. Oh, absolutely Um, I'm in a position right now to do a little
5: bit about it Mm -hmm. Uh, on the state level We can help people as much as we can Uh, But on the federal level when I get into the United States Senate I plan to be a a real big champion uh, To turning this mess around. Um, We need to go back to a free market uh, type of system. Senator Klobuchar has been, a, has been an outspoken advocate. She has been leading the charge for this single-payer Soviet-style healthcare system yeah. since the beginning, since the very beginning. And when I say Soviet-style, I speak with some authority on this issue. I've been to the former Soviet Union eight times. Okay. I'm a paramedic. I've been one for 30 years uh, at a level one trauma center. And, uh, and the work that I've done over in the former Soviet Union, I've spent a lot of time in Ukrainian hospitals and in Russian hospitals. Mm-hmm. And I've seen the end result of what a single-payer health care system looks like. And it, it, simply put, patients die and bureaucrats do really well. Right. That's the end. That's the bottom line. That, And we might not have that in five years. We might not have that in 10 years. But if we continue down the Obamacare course, that will be the future that we hand off to our grandchildren. And I'm not going to stand for that. period. Now, Senator Klobuchar has always been a huge advocate of that. She's always resisted uh, any change to the Obamacare system. In fact, she is still an advocate for this. And I put this right at her feet because right before this became the law of the land, before the affordable care or the unaffordable care act (laughs) uh, became the law of the land, Senator Rand Paul in the Senate offered an amendment that simply said that if your state is already doing a good job, And we were. Minnesota was the model for the country. Absolutely. We had Minnesota Comprehensive. It was the model for the country. 92% of Minnesotans were insured in 2007 before Barack
4: Obama was elected.
5: Exactly. And what this amendment said is that if you you are a senator for a state that's already doing a good job, you can opt out. Mm -hmm. You can opt out. It was a very pro tenth amendment type of amendment, right uh, and it gave it gave everyone an opt out if they 're already doing a good job and she voted no. She had a chance to stand up for her state, and she didn 't She stood with the big bureaucrats the, the Obama administration and threw us under the, threw us under the bus. Now, I was elected to the Minnesota House in two thousand and twelve I started serving in two thousand and thirteen yep. and one of the very first things that they rammed down. Uh, down our throats was this uh, minture Obamacare knockoff. Right. And as we all know, that's been over a $400 million website debacle. Oh, yeah. Mitch, I spent the first two years, the first two years in the Minnesota House, the majority of my time trying to help my constituents with their, min- their Minsher nightmares. Oh, yeah. I had people that would call me up. They would say, they would say Representative Newberger. Di- one gentleman in, in particular, he said, my, my diabetes medicine, I've got enough to last me for a week. and None is gone. He said, "I've been struggling. I've been trying to get through with these Minshew operators." He said, "I cannot." He said, "I got to get my medication." Yeah. He said, I've been on the phone with these guys for days. No one will help me. This is life and death. So I am sitting at my desk in St. Paul. I got all this work to do. I thought I am going to help this guy. Yeah, it's my job. So I fire up on the phone and I put it on speaker. And I sat there and listened to the elevator music three hours. Wow, three hours, and I am doing all my other work on in the meantime. Right, and then all of a sudden, the phone uh, the phone clicks, and then I get an operator, and I said, "Look, I am State Representative Jim Newberger." I want to talk to someone who's in charge here. Yeah. Just give me someone who's in charge. Um, They gave me uh, me a supervisor. They gave me someone who was in charge. And I explained to them the situation. I said, look, this guy needs his medication. He needs it now. And you're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Guess what? He got his medication. But that's what it took. Yeah. But the funny part was, is, is one, I followed up with him, and I was able to call him and say, sir, you know, I got great news for you. I said, we got your medication. It took a long time to get, you know, we really had to, really had to, you know, fight for this, but we got it for you. Yeah. He, he, and he started laughing. He said, you know, the funny part is, I said, no. He said... Well, I did get a letter beforehand saying that my birth, birth control for my wife would have been covered and it would have been improved. All I had to do was go pick it up. And this guy was 80, in his 80s. Wow. And he starts laughing. He said, you know, I mean, 40 years ago, I might have been excited about that. He goes, now all I want is my <laughs> diabetes medicine. And But that just goes to show you just how backwards yeah. Minsure and the Obamacare system is. Yeah. People, the, the, the problems that we have faced and the nightmares that we've had to endure because of this, now, with President Trump, he got rid of the individual mandate. He got
4: rid of the mandate. Yes, he yep. did. Yep. Thank and, God. And, and, and so that's that Goes kinda, into effect next year. It goes into effect next year, right. And that's kind of shaved the, the the rough edge off it for a lot of people, myself included. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. But it's like the monster in the movie Scream. It's not dead yet. It's never dead. Right. Just when the first time you shoot it, it's, right. it takes a couple times to put it down for good. Uh, we're talking with state that representative Jim Newberger, who is running for the United States Senate against Amy Klobuchar. Can we keep you for one more segment here? Oh, I'd be happy to. A bunch more stuff to talk about not nearly enough time. So let's do that. Uh, if you got a question or comment for Representative Newberger, uh, give us a call, 651 289 4488. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280 The Patriot. Real quick, uh, Representative Newberger, what's your campaign website?
5: It's uh, real simple. It says jim 4 com.
4: I'll post that at the info when I get half a moment to spare after the broadcast here. We'll get that out there for those of you who missed that. Although, that URL may be simpler than shotinthedark.info. That's a rare thing among politicians these days. (laughs) Questions or comments, give us a call. Go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
0: Would you like to protect your nest egg? At Online Trading Academy, we teach the skills to grow and protect your investments. Learn
5: this rules-based strategy with our best-in-class instructors, teaching you how to get your arms around your money so you can retire with no worries. Learn the skills to profit from the markets going up or down by joining us for a comprehensive free workshop by calling pound
0: 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA.
3: We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988.
5: If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying
0: too much. For your free quote, call 800-721-4880. That's 800-721-4880. 800-721-4880. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at
1: SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states.
8: What does it mean to be a Christian woman in today's culture? How does your faith in Jesus Christ relate to the world around you? Sometimes to have faith can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and sometimes challenging landscape. That's why you need to visit iBelieve.com. iBelieve.com is a site designed for Christian women. iBelieve.com has blogs, videos, and even daily devotionals. Whether you're looking for advice, ideas for your church group, or just an uplifting message, visit iBelieve.com. That's iBelieve.com am 1280 the patriot northern
4: alliance radio network hey, reminding you overtime with hewitt and gallagher coming up on april 29th it's a sunday tickets are still available but they're moving fast these things always sell out do not miss general admission 20 bucks vip dinner tickets 99 uh hewitt and gallagher tickets almost out the narn t- table Still uh, tickets available so make you join up. So uh, absolutely. This is Hewitt and Gallagher coming up April 29th. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Make sure you get your tickets while you can. Because your friends will tell you all about it if you don't. The Narn Table is going to be a fun one here, by the way. This is going to be a great time. By the way, one of the things that's uh, having a problem for the, the kids in America... Is the next what could be the next big financial bubble in some ways? I mean, some people said that student loans—the amount of debt that is owed in student loans—is staggering in this country, and it's not just hurting the uh, the kids in America who go on to, to enter adult life buried in debt, but the people who own the notes on all that debt when they start defaulting. We saw what happened when that uh, when that happened in the mortgage industry. Well, student loan industry is an awful lot of money out there, and when people start defaulting on that, there's, there's, a, there's a house of cards built on that debt as well here. So this is this is sort of the the, the silent uh, killer of issues out there potentially. Uh, Representative Newberger, you have uh, got some things to say about the student debt issue, the student loan issue here. Oh,
5: absolutely, Mitch. Thanks for bringing that up. And debt in general, if you're talking about our national debt, if you're, if you're talking about student debt, um, Let's start with student debt. I, I have three daughters. Um, one of them, uh, her name is Susan, and she told me not to say hi to her, so I won't say hi to her because that would be really embarrassing.
4: Not a single word about not Susan. Not a word. We'll keep saying, it quiet. No. Yeah, I won't
5: say hi to Susan. That's right. Uh, but point is is that uh, my three daughters, of all uh, college students, um, all of them have uh, this uh, student debt issue. I know what this is like. Mm-hmm. We live this. I, I'm the one that has to sit there and have this discussion with them. and. Point being is, is this, is the latest figure that I saw today is that there's approximately a uh, trillion dollars hanging out there in student debt. Right. In student debt. And the, and one of the largest, if not the number one uh, loan agency, for better words, is the U.S. government. Right. And they're charging an enormous uh, interest rate. You can get anywhere from 6 to 8% on this stuff. Mm-hmm. Why is our government – fleecing they're loan sharking our kids right why is the government making money off our kids debt right. that and this is this is unconscionable uh, at the most what they should be doing is they should say look uh maybe we'll charge 0.5 percent enough to service you know to put together uh to, to, to fund the the office to make sure that all the ducks are in a row right y- your administrative cost period but the, to make money off our kids and then just hand them off a future where they're already debt-ridden, right, uh, Mitch? This is enormous. We, uh, we've got kids that are anywhere from ten to a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt alone some
4: way beyond that if exactly. go to law school, yeah
5: exactly you could you couldn't even afford to sue yourself right? <laughs> so but most most kids by the time they finish a bachelor's degree are looking at anywhere from thirty to sixty thousand dollars in debt yeah that's that's a, a low-ball average yeah so you get let's say you get two kids that finish school uh, they decide to get married and start a family so now you can double that you're gonna have a, about a hundred thousand to hundred twenty thousand in debt mm-hmm. now let's say you want to buy a car you want to buy a home these kids they 're we 're setting them up to fail, right period, and what we need to do is we need to reach out and we need to say number one the u s government is not a loan shark right get off our kids' backs if you if we 're going to loan our children money for the future of our nation if we 're going to invest in their futures because it 's our future too mm-hmm. then let 's not rip them off when they when we when they borrow money from us right let's let 's go ahead and we 'll go ahead and put this through. They can pay back their loans with a, with a very minimal uh, interest rate on there. That's number one. Right. And we need to fight for that, and that's something that I will absolutely stand for. Uh, number two is, is a concept that I've been working on myself personally. I discussed this with uh, a bunch of students down in Mankato State uh, recently, and it, it's, it's real simple, and, and I want to march the numbers out on this, but it works like this. Uh, it's a voluntary program. And so what it would be is this, if you are an employer – and you hire someone who's out of college who has student debt you agree to make their student loan payment so let's say it's $300 a month mm-hmm. all right so i'm going to hire uh, i'm going to hire this 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 student this graduate he's got three or she they have $300 a month uh, in student loan debt I, as long as they work for me i'm going to make that $300 a month student loan payment mm-hmm. In return, I would be able to double that number and use that as tax relief on my business, mm. because what that would do—that's a win-win situation. Because you have kids who would be—they would have an incentive to to get employed as soon as possible and stay employed, right. because it would pay off their debt. It would, it would take that burden off of them. It wouldn't come out of their out of their individual pay. Right. Um, and also, it's an incentive for it would be an incentive for employers to to get a really good tax break because if your business grows. Over, over the long run, we have found that when you cut taxes on job providers, yep. job providers grow. Right. And you make more money. Even if you cut the, you cut the overall rate, you're going to make more money. So if we can allow these, uh, allow these employers uh, to do something like that, I think that that's something that we need to look at. Um, I think it's, uh, everyone wins in this situation. Um, and that's something that I would definitely fight for. Uh, but talking about debt, Mitch, um, that you know the student loan debt that is, a, that is an enormous crisis that I really want to be a part of uh, the solution on and i 'm going to say yes to helping these kids uh, but what 's even more ominous is our national debt right oh, for crying out loud i 'm going to ask you this now, maybe you know the answer when
4: what was our national debt when Senator Klobuchar was first elected? Oh gosh! When she was first to help, uh, give me a, hand, a moment here. Let's see. It was around uh, somewhere between six and
5: eight trillion. Yep, you're at eight and a half trillion. Eight and a half. Yep, you almost right. nailed it. Yep. Eight and a half trillion dollars. Fast forward to today, we are over. We are over twenty-two trillion dollars. Yep, we are over twenty-two trillion dollars. So, because if you if you take a look at this picture, you say but from George Washington to George Bush, right? Barack Obama accumulated more national debt. Than George Washington to George Bush, almost times three. Right. Almost times three. Right. This is unconscionable. And actually, the real numbers, it's more than 23 trillion. It's, it's closer to 70 right. th- in the real numbers. But right now, for the, the numbers that we're working with, it's, it's, it's right around the $23 trillion mark. Senator Klobuchar has a 90% voting compliance record with the Barack uh, Obama administration. 90%. Yep. So she owes us an explanation. Now,
4: other Republicans owe us an explanation. Yes, of what. they We've do. heard about this past year. Now, you're going to be, you know, when, when you beat Amy Klobuchar here yes. this fall, yep. you, you will be a freshman senator mm-hmm. uh, in a United States Senate that, quite frankly, has a lot of people wondering why they vote Republican in the first place. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, you know what? The one thing that you always have is your vote. Yep. And
5: serving in the Minnesota House, serving in the legislature, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a different, uh, it's a different swamp. Yeah. Uh but it, you're still you still learn how to navigate the swamp. Right. And one of the things that I have done as a legislator is, as I made a promise to the people that put me there, that I would not vote to spend more money overall spending. I would not vote to increase our our spending from the first time I was elected. Right. Uh, this last budget, we um, it was uh, about forty six billion dollars. Right. My total record, voting record. What I what I am responsible for. My overall voting is I'm under thirty billion. 30, okay. Because I said I wouldn't vote for more spending, and I meant it, and I kept it. And I drew some heat for that. Right. But you know what? It was, it was what I needed to do because that's what I said I would do. And you know, when you're in the U.S. Senate, you, you might not have all the leverage that all of these senior people might have. You might not have. I understand that dynamic. Right. But there's one thing that I have that they don't, my vote. Right. And if they want my vote, then they better play, they better play straight with me. Right. And if they know you're a budget hawk when you come in, that, that's going to change the dynamic. Folks that are folks that come in saying they're going to be budget hawks, then they're, they're going to be respected. And you are not going to be as pressured as other senators are to go down these other paths. I have all kinds of respect for some of the, our, our, our congressional delegation uh, right now who are budget hawks like Tom Emmer and, and Jason Lewis. Absolutely. Uh, and Eric Paulson. Oh, for crying out loud. Uh, Eric Paulson's got a mind for numbers like I've never like someone I've never met. But these guys are budget hawks. And I appreciate what they do. But we need someone in the Senate that will be a budget hawk as well.
4: we got a call on the line with a question for you. Uh, John in Mendota Heights, you're on the air with uh, Representative Jim Neuberger. Right ahead. Hey, John.
5: Yeah, originally that uh, student loan thing started out where it was private enterprise loaning the money. And the
6: government was guaranteeing the loans. And, of course, when the government guarantees loans, you can't discharge it in bankruptcy. Well, in the meantime, the uh, Obama administration decides that they want
4: to take it over to help fund Obamacare. So uh, the government
2: took over that loan thing, and, of course, the interest rates went up, and uh, they figured they could make about $80 billion a year on the trillion of debt, and, of course, it can't be discharged.
5: You're right, John. You're absolutely right, and that's a really good point. And it, it just goes back to what Mitch and I were talking about if If the government the Obama administration, who Amy Klobuchar has sided with over ninety percent of her uh, her voting career, if they are going to set themselves up as loan sharks and hold our kids hostage, our kids need to know that because once they realize that, I think Amy's going to see a lot of her support dropping off, and you know Al Franken was in the same boat. Before we had the Franken and Klobuchar team, now we got the Franken and Smith team. They're just two puppets on the far left that are that are basically echoing the progressive message ninety percent of the time.
4: Absolutely, uh, yeah, and and it's the ninety percent that counts. I mean, when they exactly. diff, when they deviate, it's on on stuff that doesn't hit you in the pocketbook, doesn't hit you in in uh, in, in your health care, doesn't hit you in the things that the you know, student loans for that matter. thing I mean, because Amy Klobuchar has been a, a pusher for our current student loan addiction mm-hmm. as as well. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got about a minute to get to go here, Representative Newberger. A question any Minnesota Republican has got to ask uh, in a party that hasn't won a statewide election in a long, long time. What is the path to victory for a Republican, especially against someone uh, like an Amy Klobuchar? Mm-hmm. The path to victory, Mitch, is simply telling the truth. The path to victory
5: is saying, you know what, uh, we have someone that comes home uh, that isn't uh, who she really is. She comes home, and she puts on a, a persona at home that she's nice, that she loves people, and that she cares about us, uh, but then goes back and votes us down these, down these uh, un, unescapable holes. Right. Uh, the truth is, is that she's not a friend of the students. She's not a friend to our, for our future. She's not a friend of the unborn. We have all kinds of folks that are pro-life. She's not. I am. Right. She's not a friend to our Second Amendment rights. Not a bit. But I am. I'm completely, uh, I'm completely uh, opposite with, uh, with Senator Klobuchar when it comes to our Second Amendment rights. When it comes to health care, you name the issue. Yep. You name the issue. What we need to do is hold her accountable for how she has voted and how that's going to affect you, how it has affected you, and how it will affect you in the future. All folks need to do is they need to know what the truth is, period. We get that message out there, we're going to get traction like no other statewide
4: campaign has ever seen. Absolutely, spread the word, everyone out there. That's uh, the Representative Jim Newberger. Thanks for stopping by. The yeah, website, thank you. one website, one more time. Yep, it's just Jim for, F-O-R U.S. Senate I will get that out. at shot in the dark. I didn't phone about twenty minutes here. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. I will do this again sometime before the uh, election, certainly before the convention, most likely. So, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Go nowhere. One more segment to go, which means the fun is still less than half over. Go nowhere. But I don't
2: Look
1: at how people... AM 1280 The Patriot. Do you have sleep apnea? Are you tired of dragging your big, bulky CPAP device with you whenever you leave home? Yeah, well, I was too. That's why I'm so glad I called to try the Transcend Mini CPAP for 10 nights. I can't imagine living without it now. My Transcend is about as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. That's less hassle to carry than my shaving kit. Plus, I was able to add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. But hey, that's not all. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, which means I can finally sleep comfortably while flying. Heck, I can sleep comfortably anywhere now. So if that all sounds good to you, call now to give Transcend a try. You'll be glad you did.
3: Now you can try Transcend and sleep comfortably for 10 restful nights with a money-back guarantee. So call Minicpap.com now. 1-800-915-2344. Again, that's one 800 one 800
2: Hey, I'm Brant. Maybe you've heard me talking about MediShare, but now I give you my friend Sherry.
3: Yes, I have loved MetaShare. Loved it.
2: Is that all you have to say? Because this will be really short. (laughs) No, I
6: really do love it. I've saved hundreds a month. And overall, I just think it's a better choice of a health care program for me. I'm really happy with it. And honestly, normally I don't even like talking about this stuff. Nobody does. But MediShare is different. MediShare members share each other's health care bills. We pray for each other. It's a not for profit. So we all save
2: money. True. Tell them about the thing. What thing? The online thing.
6: Oh, yeah, I used that the other night. MediShare members can now access a doctor online 24-7. You can get a prescription for the flu or something just that fast. So
2: MediShare can save you hundreds a month. You get to be part of the community. You get a huge network of doctors and providers to choose from. It's all pretty awesome. It's all pretty awesome. It's all pretty awesome. The final verdict from Jerry. So call 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE.
6: You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need more hair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need AM 1280,
4: The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm Mitch Berg. Don't forget Brad Carlson up tomorrow two o'clock, doing his usual thing he's been doing for the last seven years here. Coming up in June, King Banyan every Saturday morning nine to eleven on our sister station AM fourteen forty. The businessman. That's Saturday mornings. Great reason to be up before nine o'clock or before noon if you're one of those types, which I am not. So. going on all the time here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. So much going on here at the Northern Alliance. I'm just going to catch you up uh, on all the stuff going on here at AM 12A. The Patriot, of course, the Aloha Talkers Cruise coming up this August 11th through the 18th. Solid week on a boat with uh, Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Larry Elder. Uh, all the fun stuff you get being on a boat uh, in Hawaii. 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 During the month where you want to be in Hawaii. You're enjoying summer, but you're not enjoying summer. In the Twin Cities, with all of its stifling humidity and bugs and lawn mowing and dirt flying through the air and people bothering you. It's 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 gonna be gorgeous out there. Plus you get a gift certificate for two my pillows, which for my money is the real highlight. I mean all due respect to them, Hugh, Mike and Larry, but my pillows are just about the best thing that ever happened to my head <laughs> to me when it came to sleeping at night. So, uh make sure you check out uh, of course overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher coming up. Uh by basically a month from t- uh, month from this weekend, Sunday April 29th, uh overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. Get your tickets now at am12a uh sponsored by Stone Decks of Minnesota Decks and uh, uh Stone Decks of Minnesota by Minnesota. That's it. Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks. It's a curious name, but yet it's uh, it tells you everything you need to know. You want a stone deck, it's a place to go. and they're sponsoring Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. So it's going to be great. Uh, Make sure you show up for that. Of course, uh, if you're listening on FM 107.5 right now, uh, give us a holler. Tell us how you enjoy having uh, AM 1280 The Patriot on Crystal Clear FM. And if you're listening to The Patriot on AM 1280 West Of the Mississippi River in the metro area, you're not listening on 107.5. Well, you have that option now. Go ahead, do it. Uh, East of the metro, you still got good old AM radio, which is all the radio you really need. But, yeah, you know, do that. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Now, there's been a pattern we've noticed in movies for, I don't know, a couple decades now. Actually, Rush Limbaugh started calling this out uh, back in the 90s. But even more so... Uh, afterwards, during the, the the George W. Bush administration, Hollywood has always, well, since the the 1930s, probably has always leaned a little bit to the left, and has gotten out of control to the left in recent years. But it's uh, we we noticed a pattern. We meaning Russian I, because we're we're besties. Uh, we noticed a pattern that started to happen in the 1990s. Hollywood put out a lot of very grim, earnest left-leaning movies about a lot of s- serious subjects. The a- most obvious one is is the Iraq War and the War on Terror, where for a period there during the Bush administration, during the later years of the Bush administration, after the left stopped supporting the invasions of Iraq and Afghanistan and reversed themselves almost to a person, uh, they, they, a number of movies were released that criticized, frequently ham-fistedly, uh, the U.S. approach to the war. And by the way, I'm not one of those who uh, says there's nothing to be criticized. There is. There always is in the conduct of any war, even a good war. Uh, but, but Hollywood's approach was pretty much smug, illiterate virtue signaling. And these movies, pretty much one and all, failed at the box office. They died. They were pummeled. They were trounced. They were carpet bombed. They, they, were, they had shock and awe against them at the boxed office. There, you get what I'm saying. In the meantime, movies that treated the American stance not necessarily with reverence, although there was some jingoism involved, but movies that treated the American fighting man and the causes for which they fought with respect, even with a certain amount of criticism, did very, very, very well. Some of military friends are, are deeply critical of the Hurt Locker for not really portraying what soldiers, especially explosive ordnance technicians, do accurately. But it was nothing if not sympathetic with U.S. soldiers, if not necessarily the war effort. And it did very well for itself and won an Oscar for that matter. Well, say what you will. Other movies that were even more uh, supportive of American fighting men and critical of those who pile on them, uh, like American Sniper, like 13 Hours, uh, did exceptionally well at the box office. In fact, in the case of Thirteen Hours, far over overshot their expectations at the box office. It's important stuff. So, liberal movies attacking America's military and the war effort—bad. Movies with more balanced, don't even want to say conservative message, but more more balanced, less completely virtue signal clogged messages, often did very well. Point taken. That's all background for my next point. I have never been much of a Roseanne Barr fan. And I didn't watch the reboot of her uh, show on Tuesday night, basically picking up from where Roseanne left off, gosh, what, 10, 15 years ago. The show was on the air forever. And I watched not one second of it while it was on TV from 1988 to uh, I forget when it ended. I think it ended sometime in probably uh, 99, I think, maybe close to 2000. Well, anyway, Roseanne, over the years, has always been progressive. She's always been progressive in her heart of hearts. She's one of those uh, uh, celebs who threatened to move to Canada if George W. Bush won, for example. Somewhere along the line, either the real Roseanne Barr or the character she plays on TV uh, had a change of heart. and, And a change of heart befitting the character that Roseanne, the character actually played, the the wife of a blue-collar stiff in Middle America, who, by the way, were the people who crossed over and voted for Donald Trump en masse last year in in 2016, and took that banner up in the middle of liberal Hollywood and, and perhaps against all odds, got the show produced. Well, the reboot happened, and uh, according to Variety, Roxanne made a triumphant return this past Tuesday night, blowing past projections with a 5.2, 18 to 49 rating 18.2 million total viewers for the debut of the revival, which drew 10% more viewers than the original series finale 21 years ago, 21 years ago, 1997, that show went off the air. Holy cats, where does the time go? (laughs) So that show was on the air for nine years, and it's... Finale was a blockbuster. A lot of people tuned in, and yet uh, 10% more tuned in than for the original finale. Tells you something about Hollywood not really knowing what it's writing for. Anyway, thank you all for tuning, as always. Have a happy and blessed Easter, a Passover, a fear of the Jewish faith. Thank you all for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Have a happy Easter.
1: Were you sold an annuity? You deserve a clear, honest, objective review of exactly what it is, and more importantly, what it isn't. Go to annuitydiscovery.com, and for a limited time, you can request an unbiased review of any annuity absolutely free. It's a $500 value, but for a limited time, this community service is complimentary. Request yours today at annuitydiscovery.com. It's imperative you know the truth. Since you won't get the real story from the sales agent or the insurance company, let Annuity Discovery be your advocate. Visit annuitydiscovery.com. What's in your annuity? I was skeptical when I heard that your family bank could
4: help me pay off my mortgage and get out of debt in under 10 years with my current income. Hi, my name is John. I'm a Patriot listener and a financial executive here in town. As such, I understand numbers. Using your family bank, my family will go from a $292,000 mortgage with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt, to being totally out of debt, including the mortgage, in 9.8 years. We'll save $103,000. If you don't have a program which will get your family
1: totally out of debt, including your mortgage. In less than 10 years, just by redirecting your current cash flow,
6: you need to talk with Daniel of Your Family Bank, who's right here in the Twin Cities. Thanks, John. This is Daniel Altwig of Your Family Bank. My friend, there's no risk nor obligation to find out for yourself. Go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org, click on the Request tab in the upper right-hand corner, and leave your contact information. daniel.yourfamilybank.org. That's daniel.yourfamilybank.org. This is you at the 2018 midterm election is going to be historic. Let's prepare together on April the 29th for the Patriots overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. Understand Hewitt and Gallagher on April the 29th. Get your tickets now on am 1280 thepatriotcom
8: have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm Kathy Hill, founder of Tax Tiger. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate awesome settlements. Above all, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us today at 612 888 9522 for a free consultation. You can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you'll know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612 888 9522. You could be closer to financial freedom than you think, and you need a tiger on your side. That number again is 612 888 9522, or visit us online at taxtiger.com.
1: You need a little less of this. Call Steamatic for mold remediation. Steamatic's mission is to be the best when your mold situation may be at its worst. I'm Jan McNamara, veteran and owner of Steamatic of the Twin Cities. Call me, 651-481-4991.